Hello, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, the Emerged Believer Podcast, where we unravel the profound impact and influence of the gospel in our lives with your host, Ayadi. I know there's a lot that comes with being a Christian and wanting to stay true to your faith in the culture and age that we live in. Each episode of this podcast, you'll get to hear genuine stories of how you can live out your faith, deepen your relationship with God, and still thrive in every aspect of your life. And my hope is that each of these stories will inspire you and empower you on your own journey. Hello, good evening, good evening, sis. I'm so glad to have you here as my guest on this platform, on this podcast, on this episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited as well. I'm so excited, yes. honestly. It's an um, honor. <laughs> indeed. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here as well. Um, and uh, let me start by just um, saying this is a great um, initiative. Well done. Um, thank, you. thank you for doing this. Um, some people may say, oh, well, we have enough podcasts, you know, there's so much content out there. Well, everybody is unique and everybody's bringing something different and unique that right. will, you know, bless people, be a source of encouragement to people in different ways. So, like, you, yours is unique and it's going to, you know, be a blessing to people. People are going to learn, they're going to be encouraged. So, it's not it's not too much so mm. thank you for for doing this and i'm glad to be here as well it's, it's been a long time encouraging me <laughs> i think finally we we get to do this finally so. right <laughs> it's been a while i know it's been I a know, while but... it's been a while yes so yes. thank you finally we have you Saibukon, on this platform <laughs> Ibukon. <laughs> yes Ibukon. yes on this platform so yeah. Um, to kick off this um, episode, this first question sometimes is usually my first question to all of my guests, but it's just mm-hmm. um, asked in different ways. Mm-hmm. I know um, in your journey as a believer, you would have several testimonies. However, what's that testimony, one testimony that you like to share with us today that has just <laughs> um, greatly impacted um, your journey as a believer Maybe for instance, um, how did that experience shape your faith or were there particular lessons that you just want to, you know, share with us, Hmm. with me? (laughs) Yeah, I know. With everyone listening, right? Definitely, um, you know, as as, um, a Christian, as a child of God, when you come into, you know, relationship with, with Jesus, when you begin to know God, of course, you you definitely have different experiences, but then at different points in your life, I guess I guess they are, should I call them landmark experiences for, for lack of a better word, but they're just experiences that stick with you and stay with you. And for me, it reassures me of God's faithfulness. It reassures me of God's goodness. It reassures me of the fact that God's word is true and that God is good, irrespective of 
whatever else it is that may be happening at that moment, right? So, and I think I've had a, a, a few of those really. And um, maybe I'll mention, maybe I'll talk about two, right? So the first one was um, my, my breakthrough true job. <laughs> and mm. this was in 2016. Yes, 2016. So prior to then, I had um, graduated from the university, went, went to serve. I served at um, then Intercontinental Bank, and they were supposed to retain us as um, ETs, right? That was the first level into the into to start your career as a, as a, as a banker. And then something happened. They came and they changed the policy and they said, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. You guys now have to be contract staff, this and that. That's my hopes. Oh, wow. like, what? We're looking forward. You know, you're already working in the bank. Exactly. Yeah, I used to. And I served in Abuja. So guess what? I was going to Senator's house. I was <laughs> going to also rock me. Tama. I've gone to National You already had that experience. So I was, I got it. We always had meetings in Nikon Hilton, Nikon Luxury, all these fancy hotels, Transcop. So I was already, I was like, well, this is the life. This is the life. <laughs> this is the life. <laughs> and then they dropped that bomb. Mm-hmm. What? You know, at first I was even upset. I just packed my things and went to Lagos, went back to Lagos. But fortunately, they were like, hey, anywhere you go to, well, the opportunity, job opportunity is still open if you wanted to take that job. I got home, long story short, my daddy said, you don't have anything you are doing now, my friend. <laughs> Go <start>. back. <laughs> Go and start working there. Well, you have something else you can pick and choose. So I started there. Um, fast forward to about three and a half years later, or three years, you know, um, Intercontinental downsized, merged with Access, or Access bought over Intercontinental, moved to Access, eventually, you know, got laid off and... Since then, I think I struggled for almost four years like to get a good job. It was from just one little job or whatever to another. So I remember there was a day in service. I can't forget, you know, experiences like this, you always remember the, mm-hmm. the days or the dates. It was February. I can't remember the date now, but it was a February midweek service and I was in church and, you know, pastor was preaching, you know, it was like the word that, you know, I received. And then I decided, okay, let me go do this certification. And, you know, something was expensive. I did it, got certified, got my first project. I couldn't get, it wasn't paid because I had to like get the skill. So it was, Mm. I was interning and it was for free. I worked for like almost six months you know, for free. And after that project, when the project was concluded, I couldn't get it, get anything again. Um, at that point, I think it was just as if, what's going on? Like everybody else that I graduated with that served mm-hmm. in the bank then. So this was like almost six years, 20, mm-hmm. yeah, 2009 to 2016. That was like almost six years. These are my colleagues. Some of us that we graduated in GTB access. That week, I said, God, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a period of intense, um, what will I call it now? I don't want to say depression. I wasn't depressed, but I was down. I was down emotionally. I didn't even think that, you know, there was anything significant. So I, I didn't think, you know, my life, I'm not, it was just a whole lot of crazy thoughts, you know, coming together. 
And then I had also been married for like three years. And then I had a miscarriage. I was trying to get pregnant and that thing was not happening. It was just like nothing was working. Incidentally. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. And mm -hmm. for me, that was when you know, I was like, okay, you've done everything you, you can do in the natural. You've, you know, gotten, you've gotten a skill. You've even offered your services for free to get, you know, um, experience. So I've, I've really like done almost everything I could. I'm like, what, what else? What else? And I think the only thing I could do at that point was I, I just turned to prayer. I turned to um, pouring my heart out to God in prayer. And I think till date, I can still say, you know, that experience and the other one I will share was like moments of intense prayer that I really know that mm -mm, this prayer, it's entered into heaven, mm. <laughs> you know. So I prayed and then somehow, somehow I learned that there was, there was you know, there was some, an opening somewhere on a project. Um, I submitted my application, but for some reason, and that's, you know, one of the reasons why as a Christian, as long as you are getting promptings to pray, just try and pray. You may not know why you're mm. praying, but later, you know, sometimes God shows us clear. why you yeah. ask. Exactly. Sometimes you don't get to know. It's an eternity that we know. But, you know, after I submitted this job application, I just get, for some reason, I just found out that I just had to pray. I was praying a lot. I was praying a lot. Of course, I was praying in the spirit. But then, you know, the Holy Spirit will open my eyes to scriptures about favor, scriptures about mercy. It wasn't until I got on this job. So good news. I got the job. I did the interview, got the Yay. job and resumed on the job. And it was like that job was my pay was times nine. What I was collecting what? in the previous job. Yes, it was. Now I have goosebumps. <laughs> That's why I tell you that's one of my breakthrough. <laughs> it was times nine. It was literally wow. Like, wow. <laughs> you know. So when I got on the job, I think about months later, a month and a half later, while I was, you know, talking with one of my colleagues, she so she just said casually that you, you don't even know, you don't even know how you even got here. Like they even know how you got this job. Like ah. This your, you know, your your line manager. There was somebody else that she wanted to hire. Somebody else that she said no. She said she doesn't mm. want a lady. The first pre preferred person, or the preferred person was a guy. For mm. some reason, I think I was the second. And she was like, no, she doesn't want a lady. This one, that one, that one. The other person I was working with her, she said she doesn't want a lady. And she mm. said that you don't know. It was this. Don't let me mention the person's name. It was. Mr. X that stood up and, you know, spoke for you in that mm. damn meeting that said that, you know, since this person, if this person is not available, then they should hire you. Why must it be a male or a female? As in, basically just found a way to just keep my case mm. and give my course and mm. I got the offer. And I was like, when wow. I got home that day, I was just like, God, was, was this why for a particular period of time, I just felt like, I'm not exaggerating, mm. All I could do was just pray for money to night. Like, I just felt like there was something mm. like, that was just like a physical hindrance. I couldn't see, I couldn't touch it, but, you know, I just had to intensify prayer. So, you know, that experience indeed, you know, left me with, um, it, it's a constant reminder for me that God loves you. 
mm. you know, God cares about you. God, you know, his mercy is speaking for you and God is good to you, no matter what, right? You know, no matter any other thing else that is happening, that is not happening the way I want it to. Most times when I'm able to get myself into that place where I remember you know, his goodness. I remember his faithfulness. I remember that, yes, I was praying. The Holy Spirit prompted me to pray. But mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, it was God still intervening in that situation. I'm like, wow, this is an experience that for me, you know, I, I can never forget, right? And the second one was while we're trying to get pregnant. And then we did the surgery. And after the surgery, still one year, almost 18 months later, nothing was still happening was not happening and I was like okay God what is this again now I've done surgery I've done this I've done I've done what else will I do again <laughs> like yeah. I was at my wit's end right and I'm like well whenever I'm at, at my wit's end what I do is just to turn to prayer it yeah. could take long it could be like two weeks three weeks of prayer but I just stay till I knew that something has happened. And I think that was the same thing, you know, that that um, that that it's the same experience I had. God just helped me. He brought me to a place where I was just focused on his promises and his word concerning fruitfulness. I was focused on, you know, the fact that God loves me. And I was in a place where I just believed God was God's word as it is. I sort of like mm -hmm. internalized God's word, believed it, and then prayed with it. And, you know, from that moment, I was just settled. I, I think I remember I told my husband, I said, there's no way <laughs> that I will never, that I will not have a child, that I will not have children. Mm. You are thinking that you will not have that one, just trash it, just leave it as it is. You know, so these are two experiences for me that, you know, they are a constant reminder of God's goodness, a constant reminder of the fact that God is faithful to his word, Mm. constant reminder that God is good sometimes we just need to receive instructions to know what to do and God is you know always able to communicate to us if we make ourselves available in the place of prayer in the place of you know meditating and studying the word and I believe you know you, you would get answers so yeah I, I guess that answers your question sorry if I was a bit wow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's good good that you provided those contexts. They're just powerful testimonies, honestly. And that alone, I, I think I agree, would actually impact your journey because you must have learned a lot. I, I tell some of my guests, like, you can't go through all of those experiences, like, day in, day out, what you went through, but... I mean, you were able to summarize that in how many minutes? So I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't a whole lot. I just, um, I just appreciate the fact that you were able to share. And um, one thing that you mentioned about um, when when the Holy Spirit nudges us as as believers, like when we when we get those promptings, we shouldn't just delay because you never know. And what I also believe is that God is always speaking to us. Definitely. We are the ones not always listening. God Definitely. is always speaking. Yeah. So you, you also you also said something related to that to make ourselves available. God yeah. is always speaking. 
always speaking but are we always listening i think yeah. i think yeah that's that's one thing i picked from all what you said and and true and truth be told prayer is you said when you get to your wit's end that's when you know that okay that's when i turn to prayer and and one thing i've recently shared to some people is you know prayer is a form of humility it's like yeah. you're acknowledging that i can't do it I can't yeah. do it on my own. Yeah. And that's when you turn to prayer. And same thing you say, like, when you get to your wit's end, you just know that, okay, this is beyond me. And that's yeah. when we turn to prayer because prayer is a form of humility. And if we're not able to pray, it means we, we are proud because mm -hmm. we cannot just bow down and just acknowledge that there's a greater power. And, yeah, you know, that's yeah. one beautiful thing about prayer it's not just <laughs> i mean it's, yeah, it's so much more yeah definitely now it wasn't that i i just to correct it wasn't that i wasn't praying all this one it's just that sometimes you need um should i call it a period of emphasis or mm. you need a period where you are just focused and consumed you know with meditating on God's word and praying, right. right? It's different from when you're just like doing everyday things. Sometimes in the place of, you know, you being shutting out every other thing and just saying, you know what? Um, it's not every time. It's not only vacation that we take leave for, right? Mm -hmm. for <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can say, this issue is taking too long. What's going on? I'm going to take one week. I'm going to take two yeah. weeks. I'm going to take three days, right? Sometimes... Some issues may not take more than three days. Like mm. Open your eyes. Sometimes it may be one week. Sometimes it could even be a little bit longer than that. But, you know, mm. in that time where you are spending time and dedicating yeah. time towards, okay. you know, hearing God and praying and acknowledging your weakness and saying, God, I need you. God, this is what your word says. You yeah. have to come through. You know, in those times, then we're able to, you know, the Holy Spirit is able to lead us. We're able to receive from God, you know, mm. and that peace, you know, is able to fill our hearts. And then we're able to know the next steps, you know, and what to do next as, as God instructs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what else to what else to add to that. Yes, honestly, uh, I, I really do not relate to, <laughs> to your experience experiences but i know someone out there is listening and um, relating to uh, some of the things you have shared and thank you again for sharing so my next question um it, it's related to um how your relationship with god has evolved i know i know mm -hmm. the journey the journey of a believer you know it starts from the moment you confess Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So mm. for you, how has that relationship evolved over time from that moment you 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 mm. gave your life to Christ, you confessed Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? You know, if you can if if you can share. Okay. So let's see. Okay, so well, I was born into a Christian home. But then being born into a Christian home doesn't necessarily mean that you understand what the plan of salvation mm. is and you understand what Jesus has done for you um, as a person. And then you believing in and accepting 
you know, what Jesus, what Jesus has done for you and then knowing who you are in Christ. It doesn't, you know, being born in a Christian home doesn't guarantee all that. This is mm -hmm. something that you have to come into yourself. You have to mm -hmm. believe and accept Jesus and then you grow. It's, it's, um, it's intentional. It's something you work at every day. So for me, I would say definitely um, it has been that of growth. Um, <laughs> as trials come, have, have I had, you know, tests? Have I had trials? Have I had, you know, situations? Definitely every Christian would, would have all that. You know, Jesus said, you know, in this world, you would have tribulation, right? Mm -hmm. He said, but be, a, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. So right. every everybody's going to experience, I always tell my husband, you know, I said, you know, if, if, if something is happening and you're like, ah, it's too much, is it only me? Or the devil is making you think that it's only you, it's only you, it's, mm. it's a lie. No, everybody's yeah. going to go through challenges. Yeah. Everybody's going to go through, through tough times. But then Jesus said, I have overcome right so basically he's saying that there's victory now do we need to believe that do we need to so there's the vital side right and there's the legal side jesus has done his part which is the legal side so the vital side is how that becomes true in our lives right so do you believe that do you um you know believe god's word do you stand on god's word to see you know that manifest in your life that is something that you have to do and you have to walk towards every day so for me it has been that of growth and you know when challenges come i don't see it as like i said i have that mindset i don't see it as ah you know I'm the only one. <laughs> it mm. comes to everybody. And I'm like, okay, God, this is happening. You know, this is what your word says. Is there anything else I'm missing? And I begin to pray. Is there anything, you know, can you lead me to where I can get information or can you lead me to where I can get help? Right. So my relationship with God has been that of growth. Has there been times when, you know, I, I, um, Maybe in my devotion, I sort of like my devotion waned, like my devotional life, devotional life. Yes, definitely, you know, that has happened. But for me, the key is keep on keeping on. Don't stay down. Don't stay defeated. Don't let the devil box you up into a place where, you know, it gets you deceived that, oh, you don't need to pray. You don't need to, you know, go to church. You don't need to read your Bible, you don't need to do this, you don't need to do that. No, you have to keep on keeping on. If you fall down, you know, you get back up again, you get back up again. So yes, it has been that of growth, different experiences and challenges has come along the way to test my feet, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, glory be to God. Thank God we're still standing. We're still here by God's grace, you know, by his mercy, we are still here. And, um, it's growth, it's growth all the way. It's growth all the way. And one thing I want to say about growth is for a believer, growth is intentional. You have to see mm. growth as something that is intentional. I right. think, you know, some of us think that, you know, growing, okay, there's a, there's a measure of growth that happens when you go to church every day, you listen to the word, you know, you're receiving the word, right? Mm. That's There's a measure of growth that happens. There's also a measure of growth that happens when you are intentional about your devotion, which right. is 
praying, you know, reading the Bible, you know, living the life, living, living out what you have read or what you are learning, right? So mm. the Bible says, oh, love, you know, one another. The Bible says, you know, um, give. The Bible says there's a place of you being a doer. Yeah, let me put mm. it that way. Here, do, being a doer of the right. of the word. And I think that's where the real growth comes in. You can receive revelation. You can hear all that. You can receive, for instance, you can, you know, learn about, you know, fruit of the spirit, right? But then someone comes and steps on your toe or mm -hmm. someone comes and maybe smashes something that you like in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then you flare up and then you shout and then you... So the only way you know that you've grown is if six years ago, you used to just shout, you used to be so angry, so, yeah. you know. And then they are even typical, they are typical examples, like people leave church from church, like they're already exactly. And then five years down the line, you notice that that same thing happened, but you didn't react the way you did five mm. years ago, right? And it's because yeah. you've let the word of God, you know, change you and mold you, mm. right? You, you, you have um, received God's word, your heart is good ground, and you are bringing forth good fruit. So letting the word of God change you and seeing yourself being transformed right by the word that's where you know growth comes in but like I said growth is intentional and we, we can't grow without studying the bible we can't grow without reading the bible um you know we can't grow without having habits good devotional habits that would help and sustain us so yeah I, I think I, I'll leave it at that wow Wow, interesting, interesting, interesting. Allowing the word of God dwell in you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, there's a verse in the scripture that says, you allow the word of God dwell richly in you. I think it's in yeah. Timothy. Yeah. No. yeah, so I mean, dwelling in you, you, by the time that word, you allow the word to dwell, it can then transform your actions. You won't yeah. be able to act in a godly way you'll be able to mm -hmm. act like a christian i mean yeah. act behave like christ exactly right and um yeah exactly. you also said to be intentional i mean yeah. that alone is another aspect that <laughs> there's a lot of discussion it in it i mean yeah, i mean I a, it, being being a christian has to also do it being intentional because there are a lot of responsibilities that yeah because even to pray, you have to be intentional. Like everything oh, about it, goodness. you have to be. You have to be intentional. So I agree with growth you starts with the be. with the fact that you have to know that you have to be intentional to grow. Yeah, you cannot yeah. you yeah. cannot grow without being growth intentional. Is not, exactly, growth is not automatic, right? Mm. You, there are things that you need to do. Yeah, for you to grow. It's it's not automatic. It's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not like air strands just green out of your hair. That one. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need any. Even the air strands, <laughs> yeah. they're not taking. They are taking nutrients from exactly your body the now. nutrients, a, right? That's true. in place to take <laughs> nutrients from your body. So if you don't eat. Okay. you know if if if, if someone yeah. is looking malnourished i can most likely mm. their hair will not be looking so nice so yeah every, there's still some level of effort that mm. is required and i think I, I don't know i was listening to one preacher and i think he said something that you know some people see other people other christians that you know like maybe they've grown so much in their faith and you know everything and he just said, well, the only thing you just say about spiritual growth is like is 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 synonymous to 
you know, that parable that Jesus gave that says the, the sower, um, the, that parable of the sower, right? When the sower sowed the seed and then an harvest, you know, he, he went and then there was an harvest and then, okay, there was seed on um, stony, stony ground, different kind of yeah. ground, right? Representing the different kinds of heart. So basically, yeah. it was just trying to say that the concept of growth, you know, is like taking a seed and putting it in the ground. It's you taking the word, putting it putting in your it heart. Yeah. Just be putting it, be putting yeah. it, be putting it and let it transform you, right? Yeah. And then when it transforms you, it should show in your actions, right? Sure. It should yeah. reflect in your actions. And sure. that's why some people say, <laughs> that's why some people say that, oh, someone is a Christian, but the person is so weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's why? Because, why? Like, because they can't see anything that, ties to christ in them and it's simply because they've not people like that you know and we're all you know we're all working towards that every day we all have different mm -hmm. aspects of our life where we are working on what god is helping us with but it's just because you've not let you know the truth of god's word that you are reading you've mm -hmm. not let it affect you that know, area who you are you've not mm. let the truth of god's word impact your actions right and that's where the fruit of the spirit you, you yeah. know, comes in and someone that is not a believer the first thing they will most likely see about is the fruit. you is not, it's not, it's not exactly, the gift it's not your, it's yeah not because your, a lot of gift. a lot of christians might have tongues. those gifts yeah. and not the fruits yeah, but it's the fruits it's that draw exactly. men onto you know the even, kingdom even, of god even, the gift the bible says everything should be done in in love right mm -hmm. everything should love be done in love right i show you a more excellent way and then he went on to talk about love mm -hmm. so really at the end of the day <laughs> if you say you are a christian you need to check these things right yeah you know, god will help us work Amen. we need to yield right we need to ask the holy spirit for help we need to mm -hmm. you know ask for grace and we too we just need to just let the word just walk through us as well right yeah yeah wow interesting conversation <laughs> yeah thank you thank you thank you that was that was really interesting yeah um i think my next question is like you're racking your brain for <laughs> what <laughs> i'm just i'm just thinking of how to even ask it <laughs> so i know we came here to canada and mm. For me, when I came here to Canada, there were different cultural shocks for me. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, um, as a believer, the concept you had about giving as it relates to offerings and tithes, mm. have they changed since you moved into Canada? Mm. Or how has that principle of giving influenced your spiritual journey how has canada affected by giving <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to ask you like that <laughs> <laughs> no it's okay and this these are real conversations right yeah we should have and really if you if you've not had this conversation with yourself i think you should you know mm. we're, we're laughing because, yeah. <laughs> it's because funny we on know. one hand but <laughs> On the other hand, it's not funny at all. Mm -mm. So let me let me approach it this way, right? Number one, like you said, culture shock, right? So the finance system or the way yeah. finance mm -hmm. and money works in Nigeria is different it's from different. the way mm -hmm. exactly money and finance works in, in North America and Canada. 
And I think for a lot of us, you know, that came into this country, we had to learn and unlearn, right? You had right. to learn, for instance, there was hardly, I wouldn't know what percentage of people in Nigeria have credit cards, you know, or have access to mortgages or things like that, mm -hmm. you know, or even I've ever even seen their credit report before. But when you come to this part of the world, it's a real thing, right? And it's something that impacts your 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 finances. So I would say for me, um, at first, my giving was okay. <laughs> I'm not like it wasn't it wasn't impacted. Maybe because you know the early years in Canada, my expenses were low. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I didn't really have so much debt. You know, mm. so I think my, my giving was okay. My my right. I mean, you know, when I look at my tax, like oh okay, you know, and like like one you know preacher said one time, he said you should you should do when you see your taxes. He was an American preacher. I can't remember who it was that I was listening to. I was like when he sees his taxes, it was like mm, okay, we go we go higher next year. <laughs> you know, like he would just set a set a bar for himself. You know, to give more. You know, for him, he just you know used it as um. Um, how will I put it? Like he just used it to to mark the current level that he gave the previous year, and it would determine in his mind to exceed it next year. So that was the early years. So I I I, I noticed that when we began to like um, take on mortgage and when the expenses like really because when you when you move from you know paying rent to owning a home and then you have a mortgage. Your expenses definitely increases. Right. Your utilities could increase. Definitely, the amount you're paying for mortgage would most likely increase. You have property tax. You have maintenance. If you're living in a condo, you have maintenance fees. That and that's on top of all the other extra costs you had. So you know, for me, um, and I'm being honest with you here, and I think this this would help someone out there as well. Like, I one of the mistakes I made looking back then was. I wasn't really tracking my expenses. I didn't really have a budget. In my head, I knew that, okay, when I get my paycheck, this will pay for this, this will pay for this, this will pay for this. But gradually, you know, I found out that, oh, there were some things that I was paying with my credit card that, you know, and I wasn't making the payments in full. So gradually, mm. you know, debt was piling up, debt was piling up. And then a point came that uh, I was like, um, mm, Right. Okay, let me pay my offering first, <laughs> you know, and then if I knew it, I stopped you know, paying my credit, and then it was just offering, and it was just offering, and then maybe because it was, um, uh, what's it called now, mostly online e-transfer, it wasn't really cash, um, even till now, I hardly have I hardly have cash around <laughs> because I don't, it was I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't know how I people keep cash. I don't even have cash anywhere around me. So mm -hmm. because it was e-transfer, most times I would have, okay, maybe I'll do it later. Maybe I'll do it later. Before you know it, you're skipping, you know, one offering, and you're skipping another one. Mm -hmm. And then in the months, maybe you only do one. So for me, I think because of the way, you know, finance, you know, yeah. is here in Credit Canada. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't build in, I didn't um, have good enough financial discipline, let me put it that way, to have a budget because I believe that if you have a budget, because so now I know differently now and, you know, I would advise that if you have a budget, you can basically see 
and know what you can afford when you're taking on additional expenses. So for mm -hmm. instance, when you're deciding to buy a home or you are, um, yeah, which is like the biggest purchase you can make, right? A lot of additional things cost comes with that. And if you have a budget, you'll be able to see that, oh, X amount of money is what I would need, you know, in addition to what I have currently to meet up with my expenses. Or if I take from this bucket, if I take from, you know, this expense bucket on my on my budget sheet, it may affect, you know, my tithe. It may affect my giving, right? So if you are not intentional to that level, I can guarantee you, you are going to sleep in your giving. You are going to... Um, yeah, you're going to be complacent in your giving. Yeah. And because the way the credit system here is, again, you can have access to money in quotes without That's not your money. Having it. <laughs> money that you've not earned, right? Unlike you've Nigeria. That, <laughs> Nigeria is, you know, everything is cash. This one is not, there's no credit card, nothing. It's either you're paying cash, physical cash, yeah. and you're transferring to someone. They're giving you a check. You present it at the bank. You're getting your money immediately. So really, it's very different, right? So if you are not mm. careful, you are not really intentional and detailed about your finances, having a budget that you can, you know, look at maybe every month or every quarter, whatever suits you, to see your expenses and to manage it and to prioritize your giving. It's just a matter of time. You're, you're going to sleep, right? So when I caught myself, I think at the point, I was just like, ah, what's going on? Ah, not giving, I'm not giving my tithe, you know, I'm not giving, you know, my offerings as as I should, right? And even back home in Nigeria, I wasn't even, you know, tight and offering. There were some maybe special seeds, you know, yeah. or some, you know, proper offering. There was just some other things that we were giving. And, you know, for me, for us, you know, and my husband, we know that we, 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 we I think we've come to understand God's word to know that you can never number one, you can never outgive God. Mm. You know, I always say that, or when I think to myself, I always, you know, tell myself that God gave us Jesus. That's like the ultimate of yeah. the ultimate. There's even nothing to compare to him mm -hmm. in terms of wealth and riches and how much more, you know, for us to give, right? It's a privilege to give. And guess what? The Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. So if yeah. we give, God is definitely happy, you know, God is delighted, you know, when we do that. So I just told myself, I said, no, you have to, you have to, mm. you know, you have to look at this again. But then what I did not, um, or I didn't allow happen to me, I would mention here is number one, condemnation. And I think that's one thing the devil can use, you know, mm. against people and say, ah, you know, xyz will happen to you this that mm. that or something happened and you'll be like hey, because you didn't give your that that's it yeah like you know that's from the devil and if you the don't lie. know that right now mm -hmm. you just know it and just tell him to go and sit down in one in one corner that's one thing i didn't let bother, bother me i was like okay yes i'm not giving as i should but guess what i won't i won't fall into condemnation Right. And what I decided to do was to have a budget and to see, okay, even if I can't do 10%, what can I do? Mm. Right. If it's 5%, I'm going to do it. If mm. it's 3%, I'm going to do it. But guess what? I'm going to give some money as my tithe and I'm going to give some part of my money as my offering. 
right? Now it's between it's between me and God. Right? Yeah, God. And thank God. Now we are we are not under law, we're under grace, right? So yeah. this is this is not old testament that right? I don't bring 10%. Maybe the priest will not off your head. accept <laughs> he will not accept my 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 <laughs> offering, but you know, thanks be to God. We are not under law, we are under grace. And I said, God, I'm cheerful, and that's why you know I mentioned that scripture, God loves yeah. loves a cheerful giver. And I said, God, this five percent I'm bringing or this three percent, I'm bringing it to you in worship, I'm bringing it to you in you know, praise. Yes, maybe I didn't make some great decisions, but I'm working towards correcting that. And right now, this is what I can bring. And I thank you and I honor you with it. And that's what that's what I've been doing. And guess what? Gradually getting back to, to what I do to 10%. So if mm -hmm. if you're you are in you know in North America, you're in Canada and you stop giving, please don't let the devil that's tomorrow, whatever it is you can give. It's between you and God, right? Get a budget in place. See where your money is going. See how you can, you know, make room for, for, for your giving. Prioritize it, right? Prioritize your giving. You know, in Nigeria then, <laughs> that's why I said this place has changed a lot of things for us. In Nigeria then, most times when it is cash, I'll just draw the cash. I'll just put it in that envelope. i just... You know, take it to church next Sunday or leave it in mm. my in my room till till next week Sunday. At least I don't yeah. okay, I'm taking out my side to every sure, other bit. Sure. You know, but now if it still sits, even if it's sitting in one savings account, you can still pull it back. <laughs> you can still pull it back. You know, but one of the things that you can do is if you if based on your you know budget, especially if you are coming from you know a place where you are trying to get out of debt and things like that, see whatever you can give. Put it into a separate account or even send it to your ministry's account directly. It doesn't see if it's not 10%, don't kill yourself. It's like I said, mm. it's between you and God. Tell God this is mm. where I am, but God, this is where I desire to get to. And I know that, you know, I received the wisdom to get to where you are taking me to. This is what I can do for now. I thank you. I praise you for this. And I received the wisdom, you know, to get to 10%. And, and you give it. And next month you walk towards it. Next month you walk towards it. God sees your heart. He knows what you are, you know, he knows that your desire is to give, right? So he's definitely going to give you the wisdom. He's going to help you with what you need to do. He's going to give you ideas maybe to make, you know, a better income or to get a better paying job. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit is going to nudge you and correct you and tell you, you need to stick to your budget, right? So that you don't overspend. And it's not just because you want to pay the title loan. It's also because you have it to help you have, you know, good spending habits, good finance habits. And you're not American. Eventually, you have a good credit score, you know, at the end of the day. So, you know, I would say, yes, it, 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 moving to North America did impact my, um, my giving, you know, initially. But we're we're getting to a better place now, and guess what? By God's grace, we're we're even gonna give more than more than ten percent. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We're gonna Amen. do more than that. We're gonna do more than that. Yeah, I mean, true, true, true. As in here, the financial system is highly credit based. Yeah. And yeah. just like he said, to be disciplined and intentional. It's the same way we we won't escape this intentionality like I know. everything we have to be intentional you, you, and you once can. you are intentional you know you yeah. put a process a system in place or yeah. how to do that because yeah. 
I believe that the way we handle our finances, there's a, there's a direct correlation between how you can handle your finances and how you can um, handle your faith in Definitely. Christ because we're, we're, we're also referring to this intentionality. Definitely. So if you, can, if you can be intentional about how you manage your finances, how you handle your money, yeah. you know, you can as well with your faith. And it doesn't have to be every Sunday. You know, you kind yeah. of said something like um you can transfer to your ministries account. Like See, and that's what, the good what, that's the good yeah, part of like, this. What, what I've realized is like I said, I don't want people because I think what the devil tries to do is to get people into condemnation and make people feel like, oh, because they didn't do it then, maybe you know, they can't they can't be better at it or they can't yeah. work their way out of mm -hmm. them not, you know, they can't get back on track to giving and giving, you know, more than they've even ever given before, right? So, yeah. like I said, if the devil is trying to play any condemnation card, just get it out of the way. Focus on God's word. He says he loves a cheerful giver. Tell God, God, this is why it's a bit tight, but this is what I commit to giving every month. And mm -hmm. I thank you, you know, for the wisdom, you know, to do better every month. And I thank you for ideas, for resources. You know, just make sure you set your mind to, to do it. you know, start giving at whatever level that you can and grow, you know, towards it, but that you will still not give. Uh, that's the one that. <laughs> because if it's in your heart, if it's in your exactly. heart, if you, if it's really in exactly. your heart, then it exactly. will be in your hands. And like God, God you, sees your heart, yeah. you know, but you have to make sure you match it up with actions. And that's why mm -hmm. I said, do whatever you can do at that point yeah. and work your way towards you know being consistent yeah absolutely okay that takes me to my next question we're almost done i hope <laughs> you're not you. tired no no i'm, I'm not I'm oh, this, this has been it's an interesting, interesting conversation yeah <laughs> uh, so it brings me to this next question of the difference between <laughs> being spiritual and being <laughs> religious in the context of Christian, <laughs> Christian beliefs, I know um, the grace-based relationship that we enjoy between God and man, that's like the foundation of our Christianity, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. which is in contrast to what I believe religion is, because I feel it takes away your focus from Jesus. It takes away mm -hmm. that relationship you have with God. And mm -hmm. for me, I, I feel um religious or being or religion is mm. man defined or mm. influenced by a man mm. whilst um spirituality is defined by god or influenced by god so what do you think about mm. the difference between being religious and being spiritual these these two words can be sort of like um i think it can be what's the word now to me, it's sort of like maybe there's a, I don't, okay, let me put it this way. I think people can make it complicated, but mm. me, I try not to make things complicated, right? I, I try to look at God's word, you know, believe it and go with it and run with it. I try not to, not to complicate things. Now, when people, I guess when people you know interpret the scriptures because we've had um, 
different experiences, background, family, mm. society, and things like that. People sort of often view Impulse. the scriptures okay. or see the scriptures from those kind of lenses, right? Those yeah. kind of viewpoints. But I would say the word of God is greater than any culture. It's greater than any man. You know, it's established forever, and it's been it's been in existence before any any culture. Right. So I would say, just do what the word of God says. Don't complicate things. Don't complicate things. Just stick with the word. Do what the word of God says. If for any reason you and maybe I will I will link it back to what I said earlier about you given right some people may get into that religious mode and say if it's not 10 percent it's not 10 percent if it's not 10 percent then i'm not giving but the reality is you are drowning in debt <laughs> and this is not america this is not nigeria that's not america that your bills are knocking every how many seconds <laughs> like a, a good friend of mine says you sleep with them and you wake up with them <laughs> you know this is not nigeria that you know you maybe pay cash your your rent is annual yeah your rent is every 30 30 days and 30 days is like sleep and wake up sleep and wake up it's like three days and 30 days has come so when you get religious you may be like ah, i don't do that 10 percent God is not happy with me if I don't do that 10%. You know, you just the devil is able to take advantage of that kind of thought pattern and put you in a place of condemnation and cripple you and you won't do anything. But the God Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver, right? He says, Give and it shall be given unto you. God sees your heart, He knows what you want to do, but there's a constraint. But you've made up your mind that, oh God, this is what I want to do. Your word says. You love a cheerful giver. I am, you know, delighted. I want to give. This is what I have for now. But Lord, I thank you that, you know, it's going to be better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to give more and all that. So you definitely, you definitely would now shift your focus to that. You believe God's word. As it is, there's no need to well, don't go and stress yourself, you know, about what someone said about not giving tithe or whatever. Focus on God's word. God sees your heart, is able to help you, and stick with it, right? So, I, like I said, for me, I, I approach God's word with simplicity. I tell God, God, this is where I am right now. This is what I don't understand. Help me understand this scripture. Help me understand, you know, this portion of the of the bible oh this is what i heard from someone and i'm not so convinced with it right so th th that's my perspective really just believe god's word stay with god's word have your heart to open you know to god to help you to teach you to guide you to lead you and you you'll find out that you are doing his will right you are doing god's will you are doing what he wants he delights in you and that 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 is key that is important than you know viewing or going with what men you know have come up with you know their own perception of of um their own perception of maybe some things that we believe about the bible that you know is was formed mm -hmm. by culture or was formed by their own personal experiences yeah. you know in that way and when they are saying it they are not even um what's the word now they are not even um um 
it's not scripture based, right? It's just yeah. based on their own um, perspective and their own viewpoints. Now, yeah. just go, go with the word and, and stay with the word and don't, don't complicate things for yourself. Don't so complicate things for yourself. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people get baked into the religion thing as um as a result of their background, as a result of culture, just like you said, as a result of their experiences, their perspective, mm -hmm. and they might be in that position to impose all of these things to other people and it just cascades down the other people mm -hmm. then feed into other people then it goes like that like a cycle so mm -hmm. all of this all of these they now form like strong mindsets you know they even form like strong goals mm -hmm. and you just find out that some people will tell you no this is it meanwhile it's nowhere in the scripture right the and is even going to use those strongholds especially because he knows that they are not true or he has found the uh, an opportunity to um mm. maybe make you not believe god or make you think less of yourself or make, make you not see you know the scripture as it is he's, he's going to look for any opportunity to mm. do anything he wants to do right yeah right and also maybe i can also attribute to probably laziness on our own part as well we don't want to do the work <laughs> Definitely. we don't want to research want to i mean the word of god we don't want to yes. study we don't want to yes. meditate we just want someone yes. to be pouring it to us like just I, tell me what it is I, <laughs> like I how people say they will go somewhere someone has to I pray for them i, I mean you, where you can totally yeah. pray for yourself I, you know one thing that i'll tell you i will say if i think back now and different points in my life when major things have happened yeah, the, um, what's the word now? The catalysts, if I can use that word, could be from a word I heard in church, a word I heard from a prayer. But the, um, how will I put it now? The, the, what formed or changed that situation or changed my perspective was what, it was when I picked up the word mm. of God and I looked at it myself and I, you know, decided to, get revelation out of it or decided to understand it and God opened it up to me yeah I can categorically tell you I can mention different times where that word came real to me yeah. that was that was maybe let me mention this quickly so after I had the first surgery I was living alone in Port Harcourt right and then you know sometimes you, you start googling things, you start checking out things on Google, and like someone said, you check about headache, and then it will end up at brain cancer. <laughs> Something else entirely. So I was checking up the surgery I did, and because I also got one injection, I was checking like the um, what's the word now, like the side effects or something. And I saw something, and because I was so concerned about oh, when am I going to get pregnant? When am I going to get pregnant? Before I knew it, because I was like almost checking it every day, I just noticed that all of a sudden I just started getting scared. Mm. Getting afraid. Yeah. I was living alone because my husband was in Lagos. I was in Lagos. And it was as if I was in the room. I was scared. It would be as if I want to run out of the room. Mm. There was just this overwhelming fear in that in the house. I was like, oh. when I caught myself, I was like, eh, what's happening here? 
first of all, of course, I stopped all the browsing. And then I now started meditating on the word of God. And Jesus said, my peace, I live with you, mm. not as the world, you know, give it. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ah, mm. <laughs> I got my deliverance from that scripture. Mm. <laughs> that scripture <laughs> became life to life. me. Because it was mm. as if any time I got home, I was going to the office. When I get back home, like the atmosphere in the house was just different. Mm. It was tense. It was, was scared. I was like, God, what is this? I just, I wrote out the scriptures. I pasted it on the room. pasted it on the door. I just started declaring it. I just started declaring it. And I don't even know when it happened. I just know that it just stopped all of a sudden. You know, so like you said, when, when we are not intentional about, you know, staying with the word of God, taking God's word, and, you know, letting that word change us, you know, then we will now be, you know, you believe what someone is saying that, yeah. you know, they're saying it from a religious point of view and they're not saying it, you know, from a word-based um, point of view. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I pray that God allows. <laughs> or yeah, the prayer yeah. is that we should, you know, we should be able to submit ourselves to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Fact, that's that's, and that's just... the prayer is, and is the, the struggle is, is real. I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't lie to you. <laughs> but the struggle is real because I, I also think that like, so because we, we don't know, then we'll we'll get misled, like. Mm because you don't know which is which then it's easy for you to be misled but if mm. you know like if you know something like it's hard mm. for you to just be misled and say that. but if you know you know because just like you allow the word to become real like you mm -hmm. the word like you can handle that word you know you know that no this is it this is what the yeah. word of god says you cannot yeah. see otherwise yeah. So I think being intentional also covers yeah. this aspect yeah, as well. It does, it does, it does. So that we can yeah. be able to decipher what exactly the Spirit of God is saying concerning this word. Even if it's a preacher, if it's through the uh, exactly. someone's exactly. book or you know, your exactly. recording, yeah. because you know, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we can decipher that this is exactly. this is the word of God. Exactly. You shouldn't bring fear, you shouldn't mm -hmm. bring fear. All right. So the last mm. question. The last oh, question. Finally. <laughs> Amazing conversation. Yeah. This kind of conversation talking, should not even be tight. I mean, <laughs> it's something that you can go on and on. There's so many references. There's so many questions. Yeah, I wish yeah. we were more than this, you know, to have different conversations <laughs> and just ask questions because there are a lot of questions that are just in my head right now. In your head, right? But I'm like, okay, another time. <laughs> well this last question you know as you try to reflect on all of your journey you know all of your experiences some that you have shared some that you couldn't share and I believe that all of our great listeners they're going to benefit from this question so I'll just ask the final question what advice final would you question. offer <laughs> it's the final one <laughs> Would you offer to believers who are striving to maintain a strong relationship with God? Hmm. So I would say mm -hmm. number one is community. 
um, mm. having a community of believers. I think I, <laughs> no believer is uh, meant an to island. Yes, <laughs> be an island or stand alone. No. And you can see that in scriptures, Bible says that you know Jesus is the head of the church, right? And we are mm-hmm. what we are the we are we all we are all part of the body. It says every joint supplies. So it means that there's something from you, there's something from yeah. me, there's something from everybody. There's mm-hmm. something from everybody, right? So no believer is going to be alone. So find a community, a church, a local church that we can be a part of. So mm. we say, ah, I join online. Hmm. Online does not cut it all. You can be blessed online, definitely. I'm not ruling that out, you know. I'm blessed, you know, online, but you need that local, you need that physical connection with people. You need that mm. place where you can worship. You need that place where you can um, share with people, right? And it's, 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 how would I put it? It's, it's even beyond the, um, how would I put it? It's beyond the, um, just going to church, right? You meet people, someone can give you a word, someone can encourage you, you can give someone a word, you can encourage, you know, right. someone. God can place someone in your heart to pray for in church, even without the person knowing. Like it's just you just need to be part of a community, right? A, a, a Bible believing community. Um, so find one around you and be part of. I know you can say, oh, in Canada here, oh, it's not like my church in Nigeria, or what have you? Well, it's not like your church in Nigeria, but it's still as long as you know they believe the word, you know, mm-hmm. the word is taught. And you are convinced in your heart that, you know, it's a place that you'll be blessed. Just be rooted there, be planted there, and um, don't go and disappear. Don't come <laughs> in the morning when they are saying grace or benediction, fam. You, you are gone. Be part, <laughs> be, be a part of the community. Yes, mm. be part of the community. You know, contribute, labor, find a place to join. There's, there's definitely a place where your skill or your gift or talent is needed, right? So be part of it and contribute, you know, and you'll be blessed. So that's one. Two is maintaining your personal devotion. Mm-hmm. And this is important. You can go to church, yes, but you still need, there's still a place of personal devotion, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do, just do it. It may not be easy. But do it. You need to set an alarm on your phone. You need to start praying as you're lying, still lying down on the bed. You need to just do it. Do it. You need to kneel by your bed and cover yourself with duvet. Just do it. Do it. (laughs) I'm telling you, just do it. Don't, don't, don't say, ah, today is gone. Okay, today is gone. Tomorrow, read your Bible. Just, Mm. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it right so just keep doing it have reminders on your phone that's what i have i have reminders and alarm for prayer in the morning i have a reminder for meditation during the week during the day like 15 minutes you know they might just be say scripture you know that i'm meditating on and i just meditate I just say it out i can read it you know i can declare it i can think about it you know, so what I've realized is this, not, not America is busy. In fact, life is generally busy it's right busy. now. 
but you need mm. to commit time to these things. Mm. You know, Saturdays morning, Sunday mornings are there for you. You're not rushing off to work or to resume at your desk. You can take extra 30 minutes or extra one hour to pray, you know, to worship, to study the Bible. Just, just do it. Just find Just do it, mm. you know. And if, you know, online um, prayers can help you as well to sort of like, you know, get started, start start with that, right? So the place of personal devotion is also important. And that includes, you know, listening and, um, sorry, that includes reading the word and praying, reading your Bible and praying. Um, and then also listening to, to messages, right? Hmm. If you go to your church, you can listen to your to the message the pastor preached the, the last Sunday, listen to it again during the week. Or if there's, you know, someone that blesses you online, listen to that at least once a week. At least once a week. It just helps you. It, it puts your heart in that place where you're hearing the word, you're receiving the word, you know, you're blessed by the word, you're transformed by the word. And then this last one, we are, we are all working on it, right? But it's something that will encourage us to do is also to, you know, reach out to someone um, within your community, maybe at work, at home, anywhere that you can meet people, your child's daycare, school, anywhere you can meet people, invite them to church or, you know, share something with them about Jesus. It could be a book. It could be inviting them to church or, you know, a, a, what's it called, a devotional, whatever it is, just try. You can you can set a goal for yourself, maybe one, one person a week, start from there. You know, you can increase it to two persons a week. You know, my, my own goal currently now is at least one person a week, right? Mm -hmm. And I plan to increase it to two people a week. And you say, oh, I don't meet people. That's what I used to say before, but you meet people, even if you work from home. If you mm -hmm. have a child that, you know, you put in daycare, you can you pick up the child, you meet other people, take two minutes to say hello to that person, say hi, hello, introduce yourself, you know, oh, is that your child, you know, just have conversation, and from mm -hmm. there, you know, you, you know people, be intentional with meeting people, you know, someone, you know, your neighbor, outside says hello to you you know walk up to them and introduce yourself hey hi you know my name is this so just make it the conscious habit to just mm. begin to know people you at the back of your mind you know that is jesus you are bringing to them I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's, that's the end goal is, that's the goal that's the goal but you know and i see myself beginning to do this a little more it's not i'm like it's not easy i'm not mm. the kind of person that oh i'll reach out to someone first but i'm pushing myself i'm pushing myself yesterday when we were going to church our neighbor just came out and she, she waved you know to her she said hello she was clearing her driveway because lately it's been very soon the snow has been a lot and i was like ah he did that i'm like okay let me i was like i won't get into the car my husband was reversing out of the drive i was like let me go there and say hello to and introduce myself. So when I walked up, oh, hi, thanks for saying hello to me. My name is this, this, you know, my husband's name is this. We have a daughter. How about you? And she told me, oh, my husband, I have three children, this, this, this. And it was a very nice two-minute conversation. Basically, what am I saying? When you're doing that, even you yourself, two things, right? Number one, you, you, you have it at the back of your mind to reach out to people. 
speak, you know, to tell people about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is also able to use you to reach out to people too. And of course, if the Holy Spirit is nudging you, these are things that, you know, would also help your devotional life because you'll be more and more surrendered, you know, to, to do God's will. Right. And when you see the, the goodness or the, the awesomeness of God in people's life, maybe you introduce someone mm-hmm. to Jesus and they receive Jesus, or they didn't even, maybe they didn't even receive Jesus, but they just said, Oh, that what you said really warmed my heart. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. They're just that joy and peace it gives you, right? So that seed. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and exactly. You sow the seed, and God is able to use you more. So basically, mm-hmm. evangelism, right? That's what I've said in the, in the nutshell. <laughs> Oh, amazing, amazing. I guess there are so many other things, but I think for me, those are the key things I'm doing yeah. right now. And then have a community of friends to have have um, godly friends around you, right? You should have different kinds of people, but have godly friends around you as well. Yeah. Yeah. But on amazing okay. way to, to conclude, you, you touched on a lot of things and... <laughs> I think capping it for me is um, being intentional. It seems like, like I think all our conversation was about <laughs> being fast. intentional, and yeah. I think we cannot do we cannot do without being intentional if we want to grow as a believer. So yeah. I mean, in maintaining a strong relationship with God, you you touched on you know joining a Bible believing community. That's so important important so important we cannot go through this journey as much as it's an individual race we cannot go through this journey by ourselves like we need each other we need there's a song i need you you need me yeah exactly i mean yeah we need each other we need each other we need each other so uh Yeah, I mean, maintaining personal devotion, that one, you cannot overemphasize the importance. I mean, and it, I mean, and it also talks about being intentional. We need to, if, part of being intentional, we need to create a working system to help us to cultivate, you know, yeah. a consistent prayer life, a consistent yes, that's the word, word system. Study that, life. That word you use. That word you yeah. use. Yeah, it says it all. It's a system. Yeah, yes. you. And we need to. System is something that would run on its own. Should should you know should work yeah, on yeah, its I mean, own, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and for me, I, I learned a lot in this in this. <laughs> in this short time thank okay. you so much for sharing <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure to have you here i'm so yeah, excited thank again you, thank you so much you know, to have you come like... here it's been long time coming but we made it happen today <laughs> so i'm so excited i hope to have you again on another session and this was really great and i hope everyone that listened enjoyed this session thank you very much definitely thank you so much for having me and um yeah well done once again (laughs) thank you yeah and to you listening to this podcast right now as much as your christian race is an individual one remember you are not alone on this journey bye for now